This is Ethan, and I'm here with Dave, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, episode 79-inch. On this week's episode, we welcome Dan Curry, head writer of The Eric Andre Show. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch you don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. We know you have a lot of choices in what you decide to listen to, so we want to thank you for selecting our podcast. We have a great episode lined up this week, but first, we have got to talk about last week's episode. People are already sharing on our group and on social media that they are starting to receive their issues of the brand new Midnight Star fanzine. I'm just so glad we were able to facilitate Jeff and Pam getting in touch and that I'm so glad that we're able to contribute to this really amazing creation. You know, the fact that the Midnight Star has come back after all this time for one special issue is just, I I never thought something like that would happen. So he really knocked it out of the park. If you haven't ordered your copy yet, be sure to head over to teddyandtheyeti.etsy.com. And be sure to head on over to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash 2000inch because we have posted a PDF copy of the brand new Midnight Star fanzine. And it's free for anybody to look at. You do not have to be a Patreon supporter, though we do hope while you're there that you will consider supporting us. Oh, it looks like we have someone on the line who actually wants to talk about this new issue of the Midnight Star. So, Frank, put him through. Uh, Yes, caller? Hi, Dave and Ethan. It's UH Jeff. Hey, UH Jeff. How you doing? Jeff! I'm doing great, buddies. How are you? We're great. Great to talk to you again. Thanks for calling in. What's going on? Thanks for having me. I, I don't want to interrupt. I don't want to take too much time out of your out of your show here, but I, I got to tell you a story about one of the pictures in the Midnight Star. Jeff McCullen did an amazing job. Yes. And one of the things I think he was looking for was a photo of the gallery 1988 sort of like an empty picture of the gallery without a crowd in it so ethan was somehow tasked with finding one of these pictures and he asked me if i had one and i said i I don't think so you know but then i looked on my phone and and i and i did have one that that was sent to me i didn't take it so i sent it to him and i said this is a picture that you're asking for (laughs) and there's like a couple of people in the background but it's it's mostly empty and you you can see the walls it's pretty cool and and based on you know where it was in my phone's photo album i knew that i didn't take it but whoever did take it was with us after the show a bunch of us went to dinner and so ethan was like can you find out who took this so that they can get credit yeah because i sent it to jeff and he loved it he's like yeah this is the absolute perfect picture for what i wanted to put in so i started asking around i asked adriana yugovich and scott Sorensen, and they were both like nope nope i started emailing javier and poor kenneth i was harassing him and <laughs> our friend hawken like i asked everybody that was at that dinner uh adriana's friend ben like i was like there, there's no way these people took it but but okay like somebody took it somebody that night took it obviously <laughs> and then ethan's like all frustrated and he's like hey was it one of the weird alphabet guys or or you know the artist friend my friend dan and i said well <laughs> Dan's in the picture, if you zoom in enough. So I know, I know he didn't take it. Uh, and those, and the weird alphabet guys weren't at dinner with us. I, you know, it was someone there, but they all denied it. 
We spent days on this. I mean, five days we were talking about this. <laughs> I was harassing you, Jeff, because if it's in your phone, either you took it or someone sent it to you that you know. So obviously this was on you to figure it out. Yeah, agreed. And and I take that responsibility and I took it very seriously. And, and I was I was going through the suspects and I had like you know, a wall of photos with some strings. Like, I was going all in, trying to, like, reconstruct the night. And then Ethan goes, Jeff, I think I took it. <laughs> I think it was me. Wait, so Ethan, did you take the picture and send it to Jeff? And then ask him to find out who took the picture? Yes, it was me! It was me! <laughs> And I suppose it's my fault for not asking him <laughs> if he took it. I just assumed <laughs> that he would have copped to it had he actually taken it. But I stand corrected. After a few days, I looked in my phone and I saw it. And I was like, <laughs> Jeff must have sent it to me too. <laughs> and then I looked, the picture right before it was like a selfie. And the one right after it was a selfie of myself. And I was like... Maybe I took it. And then and I you were, remember. And you were in front of that window, like, taking those selfies? Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I totally remember taking that picture because when we were waiting for the, the place to open, they had bars down, you know, like uh, overhead um, door bars that were down. So I couldn't really get a good shot of the whole gallery. So when I left at the end, it was pretty empty and I was able to get that shot. And then promptly forgot that I took that. <laughs> <laughs> Mystery solved. At least we got the photo and we got it in. I'm sorry, Jeff, to put you through all that work. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. It was always it's always nice to, you know, have an excuse to talk to all those Al fans. That's true. They're always great. <laughs> that's very true. You know what? While I've got you guys on the phone, I, I just wanted to talk about one thing that's been bugging me for a couple weeks now. Yeah. Oh sure. You know, on your previous episode, the song's just six words long didn't show up on your top five and i just really feel like oh we no talk about oh that. oh i think we i think we're going through a tunnel i, I even driving yeah right? did oh, we lose them yeah we lost them whoops oh well 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 thanks for calling uh jeff it's always a treat to talk to you now we spent a lot of time last week talking about all of the amazing artwork featured in this new issue of the midnight star but that's not the only amazing new artwork that we have seen as of late our amazing listener, Matthew Dinsdale, sent us this pretty stinking majestic piece of fan art that he drew of Ethan, you and I as superheroes. I love it, Matthew. Thank you so much for sending that in. And I don't know if he even knows this, but I am obsessed with superheroes. I watch all the movies, all the TV shows, and I don't know what my superhero name is, but I love it that I look pretty darn badass. We're going to post this image over on our group because you have got to see it to believe how amazing it is. Not only does it wish Weird Al a happy birthday, but it has our signature catchphrase, Gill and Chill, on it. And I love my superhero as well, Matthew. I have a TV for a head and a reference <laughs> to my website. So thank you so much for this. This is an amazing piece of artwork, Matthew. Thank you so much for sharing your talent with us. I think we need to get action figures made of these amazing superheroes that Matthew has invented. You know, maybe an alter ego for us to do on the podcast. I am totally down with that. I would love my very <laughs> own action figure <laughs> and hey we know jeff mcclelland he does comic books we could have a very own dave and ethan comic book how great would that be that'd be awesome i'd love to make a cameo in one of jeff mcclelland's comic books we're gonna have to have our intern frank get that set up <laughs> 
So thank you so much, Matthew. What an awesome piece of art. We will treasure this forever. All right, let's move on to this week's Weird Al news. We were thrilled to see Al share this incredible new music video from the band Cybertronic Spree for their song, Dare to be Stupid. Now, they cover Al's song, and they are all Transformers. And that's not all. Weird Al himself makes a cameo in the music video. And I don't want to spoil it if you haven't seen it yet, because it is pretty stinking majestic. It's great to see Weird Al in this video with the Cybertronic Spree. Yeah, Dave and I have been fans of the Cybertronic Spree for a while. We've been getting their albums and CDs as they came out for our collections. And we're super thrilled to announce that next week on episode 80 inch, we are going to be joined by Hot Rod and RC from Cybertronic Spree talking about the new music video. I am so excited to talk to Hot Rod and RC. The first time we're going to have non-humans on the podcast (laughs) as featured guests. This Friday, November 6th at 7 p.m. Burrito Burrito time, Ruth Eckerd Hall in Clearwater, Florida, which was where the first Weird Al concert on the Strings Attached Tour was held back on June 5th, 2019, they are auctioning off a toy mini accordion autographed by Weird Al as part of a fundraiser. So go on over to RuthEckerdHall.com for more details and other auction items. Now, if you've been on social media and if you're friends with Weird Al fans, you know that Bermuda's books have been arriving all last week and all this week, and people are absolutely loving it. That's right. If you ordered a box set for his brand new book, Black and White and Weird All Over, you should be getting it soon if you have not gotten it already. And it is pretty stinking majestic. I love how everyone is sharing their pictures of them getting the book and sharing their numbers. It is so awesome. This is such a great, important time to be a Weird Al fan. Yes, and definitely let us know what your certificate numbers are. It's really interesting to see how they correlate to your order number. And so far, we haven't seen any direct correlation, but it's still really fun just to see what numbers people get. On the social media front, last Thursday, October 29th, Suzanne Yankovic celebrated Sean James's birthday with a great post on her Instagram page. Now, as you remember, Sean James is Weird Al's hair and makeup artist who we interviewed back on episode 35 inch. If you go and find Suzanne's post, scroll to the ninth picture and you'll notice a little 2000 inch logo in the bottom corner. Now, we got a couple messages about it. Here's why. Back in January, when we had Sean on the podcast, Suzanne actually shared our post. When she shared it, our logo and 2,000-inch username were added to the photo, so that must have been the photo that she used. It's a great honor, even if it's just a couple pixels. Thank you, Suzanne, for using that photo, and a very happy birthday from all of us at Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast to you, Sean. Now, also in the past week, I don't know if you saw this yet, Dave, but Al posted a picture with purple hair. He is now Perp Al Yankovic. (laughs) Obviously, the hair is purple, but do you think that is really permanent dye, or do you think that was just something he had done for Halloween? Uh, It looks pretty good. I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait for Al to post another picture on social media to find out whether it's permanent or not. Yeah. This is not the first time I've seen Al with really outrageous hair color. I mean, obviously, you know, he wears wigs and stuff for his video. But exactly three years ago, 
back on November 4th, 2017, I went out to Hollywood, California, and I went to go see Al perform as all of the Oompa Loompas in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Now, in that event, Al was wearing his hair in this bright green color, like you would expect for Oompa Loompas, and I thought it was his real hair color. Months later, I asked Al about it. I said, how did you get your hair to be so green? And he let me in on a little <laughs> secret. He was wearing a wig. <laughs> so I don't know if he's wearing a wig or not for this social media picture or not. <laughs> well, it looks real. It looks legit. And he did say his daughter, Nina, asked him to dye it. So I'm assuming it's real, but I guess only time will tell if it's permanent. He did post the picture back on Halloween. So it might just be a Halloween costume that Al was working on. Only time will tell. One of my favorite traditions is that every year Weird Al goes through and he finds the best Halloween costumes of the year. And they always seem to be Weird Al related, but he always <laughs> posts those pictures. And they're one of my favorite posts. I look forward to it every year. And this year, I saw some pretty familiar faces in there. I'm pretty sure I saw you in there. Was your Halloween costume part of Weird Al's post? You got me, Dave. Yes. Both myself and Kenneth Gwynup, we decided to dress up as Dare to be Stupid Al. We had the yellow jumpsuits. I was squeezing some Charmin. And if you saw Kenneth, he had an accordion and a banana. It was really fun taking those pictures and making those costumes. Yeah, those are great costumes. You and Kenneth did a great job. I was so happy to see your costumes got posted by Weird Al. I was happy to see a few of our other friends as well. I noticed Jared Marker of at Weird Al Prince on Instagram. I noticed our friend Vincent Anderson and Summer Woods. And I'm sure there were others. There were a lot of people in there and they were all really amazing costumes. Yeah, I got a lot of really great responses to my costumes of course people saying hey i saw you on al's post but also i posted it myself and <laughs> you won't believe this dave the official Charmin twitter account sent me a reply to my post <laughs> where i'm squeezing their toilet paper they said mr whipple might be rolling in his grave but we're totally digging your costume so that was really, really funny to see. <laughs> wow, what a big week for you. Not only does Weird Al recognize your costume, but the bears over at Charmin recognize your costume as well. <laughs> what an awesome weekend, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Now, if your Halloween costume was included in Al's post, we want to know all about it. Be sure to post something over on our group, group.2000inch.com, and let us know where you appear in Weird Al's post. Also in the past week, Al posted that he's back on the set with the Reno 911 crew. And in it, you can see both his badge for the day and his iconic Ted Nugent hat. I cannot wait to see Al make his return to Reno 911. And in case you missed it, back on November 24th, 1986, Weird Al and his band were guests on the long-running Joe Franklin show. Al and his band, they performed an original song for Joe Franklin, and it was pretty stinking majestic. Now, we have a treat for you because to celebrate that amazing song, our friends over at Burrito Burrito, they changed their hours. Well, I mean, at least I think that's why they changed them. This week's episode is brought to you in part by vegan Mexican restaurant Burrito Burrito in True New York, home of the two-pound double wrapped in a quesadilla Burrito Burrito. Come on down to Burrito Burrito and Burrito Burrito or Burrito Burrito. Find them at burritosquared.com and at Burrito Squared on Instagram. And remember, not every burrito is a Burrito Burrito Burrito, but every Burrito 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 can be Burrito burrito and also on that TV front, last weekend, Al was a guest on The Eric Andre Show. 
It's a very quick cameo, and it's in the very last part of the show, so make sure you keep watching when the credits roll. Al shows up right after the rapper Joey Badass. So on the heels of this amazing cameo, we are so thrilled to get to this week's interview. Dave and I are thrilled to welcome on the show the head writer of the Eric Andre show, which, as we know, just had a special cameo from Weird Al. Please welcome to the podcast, Dan Curry. How's it going, Dan? Hey, how's it going, Ethan and Dave? Nice <laughs> We're to great. Talk to you. <laughs> Dan, we have known each other for like over a decade, I think. True. That's a true story. <laughs> So as soon as I heard that Weird Al was doing an appearance on the show that you are the head writer of, I said, I think Dave and I would love to talk to you. So thank you so much for joining us. No problem. It's good to be, good to be on. <laughs> you, have a, you have a mighty podcast. I mean, I mean that. I mean that sincerely. Uh, and uh, I mean, I'm, I, I, I can't believe it. There is a lot to say about Weird Al. Like originally I was like, I'm all not the time Weird Al, but then I started just thinking. I didn't even have to open my computer. And I was like, there's so much to go into. He's been around for seven, like how many, 50 years, 40 years. He's been around. He looks great. Yeah, it's incredible. Not many artists, let alone comedians, have a career like Al has had as long as he's had it. That's true. He's outlasted everybody that he originally parodied, except uh, Madonna's still around. Yeah, you don't really hear much about Madonna, do you? (laughs) <laughs> nah, I think she might. I don't know if she's making hits anymore. I don't think that that's true. I think her her hit making days are behind her. Al's still making hits. Al's still showing up on Adult Swim. You know, it's, you don't see Madonna on Adult Swim on Eric Andre. <laughs> I we would have Madonna on in a heartbeat. Are you kidding me, <laughs> Madge? I, I like Madonna. I have a complicated relationship with too. Like uh, I, when I was a kid, I. There was a choice you could either. There's a choice in 1984. Uh, you can either like Madonna or Cindy Lauper, and I chose Cindy Lauper, uh, and I, I never, <laughs> and I just, and ever, ever since then, I've just been a Lauper man. <laughs> She's so unusual is a better album than anything Madonna's ever done. That's true. But I like Madonna. I've come around. I've come around. Get into the groove. That's an alright song. I have it on my iPod. My iPod. My uh, Spotify list. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Dan, before we get into more of the Eric Andre stuff, because we have so many questions and we want to hear about the appearance, what was your first introduction to Weird Al? My first introduction to Weird Al was uh, the Eat It video. Oh, wow. Mine too. And then retroactively, I think I heard about uh, My Bologna, My Bologna, and I don't even think <laughs> I can even say baloney anymore. Uh, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> My Bologna, and then I got the Weird Al in 3D tape. Yeah, and here's a simple thing about me, and it, it, I, I I read this in memes, so I guess other people experience this. I kind of just like kill music. Like I, I I I try to listen to more of a variety, but when I get into like one album, I'll listen to it and listen to it and listen to it. So 3D Weird Al in 3D, I know by heart, wow. uh, and I was it was like the right age, and I just I just love that album. <laughs> so those, those, that's pretty much my intro, and then I think he really kicked it up a notch with that. Because of the tattoo. Oh yeah. <laughs> and Martin Scorsese directed the the original video that he shot for shot recreated. So it's almost like Scorsese directed that. That's why it's so good. <laughs> right. <laughs> I never thought you about know, that. If you really think about it, it's a shot for shot remake. So it's like, why is that video so good? And you're like, because Scorsese directed it. <laughs> See? There you go. 
Yeah, it's a Scorsese <laughs> production. Not thought of that. What is your favorite song on in 3D? Nature Trail to Hell. Oh, awesome. Nature Trail to Hell in 3D, for whatever reason. Uh, I think it's one of his uh, first originals, and I think he was known as a parody artist, but Nature Trail to Hell makes me laugh. It's so good. Even makes me laugh now. And when I was a kid, the part that made me laugh specifically was, I think it's in the third chorus. It's just like, right before he says, so bring the kids along before it's good, clean, family fun. Because it's all dark, 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 dark. So bring me. And I just, the tone changed. And when I was at, I just like, still think it's funny. I was like, Weird Al, come on, man. And then like, I got into Devo. And and I remember the uh, in the polka, there's a Devo song, which I love the Devo song. And I never yeah. knew right. for years and years and years. I'm like, what the hell was he singing that? He's like, we tell us how we lost our tails. And so I, to me, it's like Weird Al doing it. But the Devo <laughs> version's hot, too. Like, I, love, I love Devo. So if you listen to the Dare to be Stupid album as well, that would be right around that same time, too. Uh, Dare to be Stupid uh, now reminds... Yes, I did, but uh, my son... Uh, I have all these old Transformers from the 80s and he went to my mother's house in Clifton Park as it were (laughs) and I made Devastator for him (laughs) and and he was like but what who the hell are these guys he didn't know who they were and so I was like you know the only way to see them is uh, in on on, not Quibi on uh, there's like some Tubi I think it's called they just play old cartoons so we started watching I start I rewatched the old Transformers and then the Transformers movie which has Dare to be Stupid on it to Eric. Did you guys know this? Yeah. Oh, of course okay. you know that. Okay. But it's a great, <laughs> it's a great scene because it's like the guy who Eric Idle voices. And he's acting wacky and he's Dare to be Stupid. And like now I have Eric Idle from Monty Python married to Weird Al in a Transformers movie. <laughs> Where I'm going with this is that on the Dare to be Stupid album, there's a Madonna parody and a Cindy Lauper parody. So I need to know which of those two <laughs> you prefer. Do you prefer the girls just want to have lunch, or do you prefer Like a Surgeon? Oh, oh, geez. You know, Like a Surgeon's a classic, and I forgot about Girls Just Want to Have Lunch. I'll have to say I like Like a Surgeon better. I think it got a better reaction. I think Madonna – didn't the Madonna almost allegedly say that, I, I heard? Like, she goes, what are they going to do next, Like a Surgeon? And then it came out, or – yeah. <laughs> I, I heard it, it was like parallel thinking or did weird out hear Madonna say that and go, I'm going to do it. Yeah. The story is that Madonna actually came up with the idea and it somehow got back to Al and he said, yeah, that's a good idea. And they did it. <laughs> that, you know, that happened with, um, there's a side thing. Uh, the Chris, the Chris, Chris Rock made a movie called top five. And he made a poster for Tyler Perry's boo, the Medea Halloween movie. And then Tyler Perry made the movie and then apparently made a kajillion dollars. <laughs> I never heard That's about a that. That's a true story. That's n- I, I, it's not my story, but I, I completely can see how that happened. So you mentioned you're a fan of the fat music video. Do you remember seeing that for the first time? Sort of. I mean, it was omnipresent. And I, I didn't also didn't have... Um, and I didn't have cable when I was that age. I got cable when I was like in a few years later, when I was like in high school, my parents got it. So I remember seeing it and I remember him getting fat and I thought that was the most incredible. It still is incredible. Yeah. I went back and watched it. Yeah. It's an incredible feat to do that. Like I, it, it, it just blew my mind. And it was also just the, 
really funny. And then I, I remember not understanding every joke though, at first. When I go to get my shoe shined, I have to take their word. That took me like two. That took me two years to be like, "What?" I was like, "What is he talking about?" I was like, "I didn't." I like just. It, I just couldn't get it. I was like, "What does he mean?" To get, and, I, and I like looked at. I was looking at it all wrong, and I was like, "Oh, one day." I, I think my friend might have told me. I was like, "What does he mean?" He goes, "It means he's fat. He can't look back. He has these shoes." What the fuck? Oh, sorry. Uh, and I was like, "Oh." I get it. <laughs> I just didn't get that joke. And it, like, I remember it bugged me a little. I was like, what is he talking about? Is it just some threat? He couldn't think of something? I didn't get it. I was like, and he's just like, ah, I'm in a rush to finish this song. I don't know. I just have to put it that's it. That's me when I was like eight years old. Right. Thinking that. <laughs> you know the thing about the Pat music video. When, when I barely ever saw videos, I would go to a roller skating place and see videos. There was like, something on like Friday night videos and there was on, on, on NBC and my neighbors, I'd go to my friend's house who had cable and watch it. And every time you just watch MTV and it was just a crap shoot, you see the <laughs> opening frame and there's and on MTV, there used to be like a good three second lag between the video beginning and then the, the credits of who it is. Right. And we'd be like, come on, come on, please be fat. Please be fat. Not tell me that. And it would, and then invariably if it was bad, we'd like lose our, but fat got heavy rotation (laughs) my recollection was like once fat was in the rotation it was like later bad everyone wants fat it was like it was like (laughs) because it's a better video if you watch them both it's now you have to watch them both back to back like don't just watch the fat video you're not going to appreciate it as much so watch them back to back it is an impressive feat it is probably the best parody video of all time tied with the the Nirvana, Smells Like Nirvana, which is also a great video. Yeah. Oh, totally. Anytime he does those videos shot for shot, they're just always so much better than the original. Anytime Al does anything, it's better than the original. That's my personal opinion. Every time. Wow, that's a bold... Well, this is the right podcast for such an opinion. Right. <laughs> I'm trying to think... My Bologna is definitely better than my Sharona, because I'm not a my Sharona fan. Uh, I love... Oh, now, now yeah, I'm going to prove you're right i love addicted to spuds too and like i thought addicted to you know addicted to spuds can't, can't you want to have to face it instead of addicted to love yes i can't remember what I, you guys you know i okay yeah. good because i thought i thought it was a dream i was thinking, <laughs> like, is that a real song <laughs> absolutely it's was an amazing real? song <laughs> and uh and there's like your salty palms, your greasy lips, <laughs> you found the chips. That song is way better. So I guess I'm not proving anything. I'm not proving anything. I think uh, smells like Nirvana and smells like Teen Spirit. They're good. They're good parallel because smells like Teen Spirit. Also, that was like music was like really lame. I remember and like that, like at least in pop culture, and that video was like shockingly good for that era. Like there was nothing else. Yeah. Like it. So you can't like so. I do like that video, and I, like I mean, he hired the same janitor. You know what I mean? So you know, it's the same janitor in both videos. Nirvana approved. It's it's like they're kind of like sister videos. I will give I, that's that's a good parallel. Yeah. They're they're tied. <laughs> I want to know your experience seeing UHF for the first time. Uh, I got a good story for that. UHF in I think seventh or eighth grade. Me and my friend went to the mall, uh, the, the CrossFit mall. 
Crossing Cross Mall. Mall 12. <laughs> and I went with my sister and her friends, and we were just at that age where she was like, ditch me as soon as possible age. You know, like she's like, ditch my younger <laughs> brother and, yeah. and, and his stupid friend. So th- we, we had tickets to see Parenthood. Everyone was going to see Parenthood. And I really wanted to see it because I love Steve Martin. And when we got there, my sister, I think she just gave us cash to be like, here, we have the free tickets to uh, Parenthood. You're not coming. And we decided to go to UHF. And I was like, okay, well, you know, the bat video. And <laughs> we were like the only people in the, we, we were the only people in the theater. And it was incredible. I think there was like a couple other people. It wasn't like nobody was there to see UHF. Right, like I, right. I didn't even know. In fact, in fact, I didn't even know it was out. I didn't know there was, I didn't see any press for it. So I was just at the old 12 plex at the Crossgate Ball <laughs> when that was the, pre, like when that was the premier one. And uh, we went in and it was like, we laughed forever. I remember Conan, <laughs> Conan, Conan, the librarian like killed me. I was like, how did you do that? And like, you know, and Weird Al's really charming and likable in it. You know, he's yeah. very like, he's like, like, yeah, he he's definitely just he, he seems like he's having fun. He seems like a very healthy guy. He seems like he eats well. He does, doesn't he? He seems like he works out. <laughs> so I think we've we've left the audience waiting enough. We we got to hear about how did Al end up appearing on the Eric Andre show? For our listeners who may not be familiar with the Eric Andre show, can you just give us a little? description about what this show is like and what it's about well it's a show uh debuted in 2012 starring a guy named eric andre we are a uh, a quarter hour show we do 10 episodes a year and it's a it's a it's a dystopian talk show basically (laughs) uh we started off a little bit more of a, a cable access feel and we kind of evolved we got we went high definition season two in 2013 and uh, we just, Eric, Eric is my friend from, uh, you know, when, when I met you, Ethan, I was friends with Eric. We were, oh, wow. uh, we were like open mic friends. Like we started work, wow. we started just like hanging out in like 2004. So we have like a, a very extended long vocabulary with each other about mm-hmm. deep cut references. And uh, our voice when we're together is, you know, we kind of do our thing. And so he's my buddy. And, uh, so the show, the dystopian talk show, Hannibal Burris was our co-host. He uh, quit this season, uh, which was nice of him to. Sh- it was nice of him to stop by because I kind of knew <laughs> he was going to quit. Uh, but he, but he he's from our he's from our time there, and I uh, love Hannibal. He's a great guy. He's and but but I think you know, but for, like Hannibal's like the co-host, and like it was like Eric and I write the script, and and we have a writers' room. But I, do, I research the guests and do the questions, and I'm it's kind of. Eric and I are in a two-man writer's room for, like, the rest of the season for most of the shoot. And mm-hmm. we shoot it over, like, like a 12-week period oh, wow. once a year. Wow. And then and then we took three years off and then another – and four years <laughs> off, actually. But we have a lot of fun. Watch an Adult Swim every Sunday night at midnight for the next uh, three weeks. We're doing double episodes every week. It's not we. The, whoever schedules it. I don't, I don't have that sort of say. Pull. <laughs> right. That I have no idea when it's gonna air. When we shot it last year, so I'm like, I hope it airs. We shot it and edited it this year. So with Al's, you know, appearance, it's pretty brief. But what was the backstory on that? Well, Al is—he's an influence to me for sure. He's an influence to Eric. But the, the way we kind of 
on the show, I don't love, we don't love to, it's not that we don't love to, but like we don't usually have an artist to come and do their single and like play it straight and have them just do their thing. Uh, we're, we're a little bit stranger than that. And, right. and Al, and I'm going to take one of his own, one of his own sayings, but, uh, uh, he had trouble uh, parodying Eminem because a lot of his lyrics were very tongue-in-cheek, and he, it took until the uh, the the one from the movie Eight Mile that he ended up parodying. Yeah, uh, because it was a little bit more serious. And so, because we're comedy and Weird Al's comedy, and Al's also shown up on Tim and Eric and a few other Adult Swim shows, I think a few other shows. Yeah, it's almost like we. If we're going to have him on, it's got to be something that's making us laugh in a very specific way. <laughs> so what happened was, and he's local. I mean, we're in L.A., so I, I mean, I guess he was, and I guess he knew about the show, and he was down in our, our booking agent. He was his own list. And, and I'm like, I'm like, I don't know what to do with him, and we didn't know what to do with him, so we kind of just forgot about it. But then we had a bit, the Joey, Joey Fatass bit, mm-hmm. and it was funny. We're a fat suit. He ate, but it was, it was just kind of missing a, a piece. And then, uh, and I just was like, why don't we just have weird Alchemist, you know, <laughs> reference the fat video. <laughs> right? Like this is what he's like. And, and then reference UHF. It's like my work here is done. And I'm like, it's, re- it's referential. It's reverential, you know? And it shows like weird Al just sort of like as this otherworldly kind of person. And I just like, I love that bit. Like, and I, I remember I watched the first cut of it and I like forgot. And I was like, ah, I'm like, I love it. And it went from me liking the bit to being like, that's the bit. And it's like, it closes the show out. And it's just, it's, it's one of my favorite juxtaposition endings too. And I mean, I met him for two seconds. Cause like, I, I get, I'm shy with people in general, you know, unless I like, it's, I'm only going to introduce myself to like every third guest that I want to meet. I don't know for whatever reason. And, okay. uh, and and I, I said hello to him, but I, I I I but writing the show it's like it's I'm usually pretty busy, so I I have to like I'm like hi how you doing and then I'll and if I'm in the middle of something or if I have to dress up and get into a character or something I'm like I have to like storm off yeah. not storm off but it was like I had to run away <laughs> but he just seems mellow yeah you know I, he seems like a mellow nice guy took direction very well and uh, I I think he's. I think he's really, I think he's really, I think he's really cool. You know, I think he's a cool guy and I don't think he's that weird. He's weird by the 1980s standards, you know, <laughs> like he's like, he's so weird, but now he's like, he's pretty mellow. Right. I think he'd be mellow. He'd be mellow out <laughs> if he came out now. <laughs> How long was Al actually there on the set? Probably an hour. I mean, he. Oh, everyone wow. gets their everyone gets their windows. So like, I don't. I'm not the producer who goes and interfaces with people. Uh, it wouldn't make sense for me to do that. Right. Uh, sometimes I do, but like, this season five, we shot it in a studio. This is the first time I, I had like, I didn't ask for this, but I, I was like, I need my own room. I'm like, and I and and because the first three seasons, like Eric and I shared a room and it was just like, this is, you know, he's got to change a lot. And like, I had no place to like kind of concentrate. Yeah. They gave me a room, but it was away from the studio. So there was like my office, a parking lot, and then the whole studio. Oh, so wow. Eric liked coming over because it was good. It was a good place to rehearse. He could change. And there's a wide, it was like a wide open area, but I was a little bit disconnected from the flow of people coming and going. So like, to me, it's just like I just hear on a walkie-talkie, like, "All right, we're bringing out a set," and then I like walk over. You know, I'm like in the middle of something else. So <laughs> right. he was probably he was probably there for an hour, 
Maybe too. I don't know. He's probably he was just doing his thing. But he lives in LA. So to, right. to him, it's just like I got to go to Burbank today. <laughs> you know, like wherever he lives. That could be close. <laughs> could be far. I don't know. I have to imagine that uh, you know you said that you and Eric are fans. I have to imagine other folks working on the show are, are Weird Al fans. To have you know the the sense of humor that the Eric Andre show has, I feel like it's it melds really well with Weird Al. Oh sure, I mean like talking to you guys about. It, I went from like not even thinking about it, then Ethan's like, "Come do the podcast," and then being like really psyched about it. And that's like not <laughs> normally always me. Because I'm like, dude, I think about Weird Al a lot in this really lower part of my brain, and I have a lot of opinions. Wow, like I, I can I could fill a pod, I could fill one episode of podcast. What episode is this? Like you guys in your age? What number? Is this is episode seventy nine inch. I don't know if I could do 79 episodes, but for sure I could fill this episode. Like, no, he's a, he's a huge influence. And like, I, I like that, you know, we, we, we do crazy stuff on the show too, but like, there's, there's like a, there's a wholesome quality to him that like, I think we both try to do some like kind of, we go up and down a little bit, but I never want to ignore the wholesome or like the, or nicer comedy. Cause I love it. And, and I love, and he is really clever. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like the stuff that you hear when you're a kid, sometimes it doesn't age well later on. And then, but like weird Al, when I look back and think about it or watch it, I'm like, like addicted to spuds, uh, the Robert uh, Palmer uh, song. And it had like the women all matching playing guitars. I looked on YouTube and there's like Joe Piscopo in the eighties, like ladies and gentlemen, weird Al and weird Al comes out. And instead of the women, there was Mr. Potato Head, right. and he just commits—he <laughs> commits full on to Robert Palmer, who nobody knows who he is. But for about twenty minutes in the eighties, he's dead too. Now he's been dead like ten years, but but full committed to like the Robert Palmer thing. Yeah. And I'm just like, look, like look at his face in that video, and he's like, he thinks he's Robert Palmer right now in a great way, right. and it's just like. I, I like it's so absurd and like it, but it's it's a really funny song like and, I, and I'm like I'm glad the song exists I'm like that song doesn't exist and I'm like is that is that a thing that I just made up <laughs> don't I have to face it you're addicted to spuds I'm like did I think that was it's like the, the we uh, they did a parody of Weird Al on an old like the 90s on uh, Mr. Show. Yeah, it was like Strange Bob, uh, Wacky Pants, Sushi Sushi Sushi. No, I'll tell you what it is. It's it's a Daffy Mal Yinkle Yankle. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It was was it was it a hater thing or was it like with love? Like it's, it's hard to say. Uh, they like Bob? it was so, yeah. it was so brief. You know, it was just it was it was part of another montage. And uh, I don't, I don't think there was any hate in it. I know Al loves Mister Show, and and he's friends with both those guys. So I, I would have to imagine, oh, yeah. you know, there was love behind it. Okay, cool. Yeah, it, 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 but that song, like sushi, sushi, sushi. For a while, I thought that was Weird Al too. I'm like, you've got a song where he just says sushi, a bunch of times. and I'm like, no, <laughs> no, not exactly. Yeah, I remember years ago when we were, we first met, we bonded over our love of Mr. Show. I, I I guess I didn't even think to bring up Weird Al with you. We we could have been uh, chatting Weird Al all this time. <laughs> we could have been we could have been talking about Weird Al the whole time. This is the most Weird Al I've spoken about 
in for this extent of a period and I'm having a blast. I'm having a blast <laughs> talking weird out. And I can't believe if I knew then what I knew now, and I'm not jaded. I'm just like tired sometimes because we have like really long shoot days. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I was in the middle of that. I couldn't like take a picture and like enjoy the moment. And I always, I, I, I always regret not. And I, now I'm already regretting. I'm like, I should have been like more of a, a dork. I should, I should, I should have just, I should have just worked out. But I act cool. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'm cool. Yeah, hey Al, sure. I've seen you before. Thanks. I only, I only wrote the bit. <laughs> I only wrote the bit. Thanks. I'm the reason why you're here, Al. <laughs> I, I don't know if this is, you know, breaking any kind of rules, but I'd love to go a little bit behind the scenes in the Eric Andre show because there's so many amazing things, and you know. We watch the show and a huge celebrity guest is on and they're there for like a minute and a half, two minutes. How long are they normally actually there and do they know what they're getting into? I, I just I have so many questions about it. it. It could range. And as the years go by, I think the later we kind of figured it out. Season two, season three, what not to tell them. Uh, okay. We have a thing. We have a thing, Eric, and I called <laughs> we call the Ron Perlman rule. And uh, you know, Ron Perlman, the actor. Which is originally we we had pressure like the the talent wants to be creative, and so we're like oh no and like so we gave Ron Perlman our creative and uh, we never heard back and our 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 imitation was like he's just sitting on his porch smoking a cigar opening his email and just goes nope <laughs> <laughs> just like reading what we wrote <laughs> like I don't know if that's how it went down he just like read it nope. <laughs> <laughs> so we learned afterwards it's like it's the least amount you could tell people the better yeah uh, and then some people don't some people don't google it beforehand right. which is that's a treat <laughs> my favorite of all time was a dance mom we had on uh, before she went to jail uh, oh, wow. and she <laughs> she walked in and goes where do they do the cartoon? And I was like, yes. Like, she, do, like, she had like the wrong bit of information. It was like, she thinks it's a cartoon. Yay. Oh, it's amazing. So, I mean, we, like, we look at it like I try to think of it as like a haunted house. Like we're putting people in a haunted house and that's, that's the way it is. So like interviews can stretch from like a half hour to like an hour and a half really yeah yeah i mean what happens to all the footage it goes on the it it just it's just you'll never see it you'll never see i hope you guys release that stuff sometime that would be amazing just to see an hour and a half you you, you might not want to actually no (laughs) 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 you might be like okay ask any one of our editors to tell you there's about five minutes now uh No, there's, there's, there's a lot of different directions to go with stuff, but I think we've gotten into a group. So, like, I'll write the questions, and then I rehearse with Eric, and then we kind of do questions together. It's certain I – like, I like to research the people and, like, kind of get into some deep cut stuff. But then we'll find there'll be a question or two that we let makes us laugh, and then Eric will end up asking it for, like, every guest. And then that question will uh, only appear in, like, one episode. Right, right. So, so there'll be like funny versions of the same thing or, or something like that. But, you know, we're, we, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a task. It's a real, it's a real sommelier move. We really try to like, I mean, I really, I take it super seriously. Like I, I, I love 
finding out when people are booked and then like doing reading the Wikipedia page and reading all this esoteric things about people looking at shows they did like 30 years ago and be like, Oh, they were an extra on the Cosby show. Like bring that up. You know, <laughs> IMDB is quite a resource. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you mentioned IMDB, you go on IMDB and we can find out that you are actually the man behind craft punk what can you tell us about Kraft Punk? Oh, yeah. I just came out of the closet about Kraft Punk. I yeah. was for a while like, no one no one should know it's me. And I was like, nobody cares that it's me. <laughs> and that's just the truth. So I was like, okay, I'm Kraft Punk. Uh, yeah, what was behind that? That was, um, I just never understood what Daft Punk was. And I don't mean that as disrespect. I'm just like, what is Daft Punk? <laughs> and it's like, are they punks? And I listen to music. I, I, I love punk rock. And I'm like, this doesn't sound like punk. And I'm not, I'm not mad at it either. But I'm just like, there's these guys in masks. And then I read this book. I don't know. This is, maybe this is after. But there's a, there's a German word called Maskenfreiheit, which means the freedom conferred to those who one who wears a mask. And I just was like, this is stupid as hell. I remember when I said it, too, because I was, like, sitting on it for, like, a day. We were in a writer's room. I was like, is this too stupid? Is it too stupid? And, like, I sat on it, and I'm like, nah, maybe I shouldn't announce this one. But uh, then we did it. It was fun. And uh, so and then we ended up doing a, a special couple uh, back in 2018, 2019, uh, the craft punk political party that I went to Washington DC and that was a, that was a blast, but it's, it's really, it's an annoying costume to wear. Oh, I it's imagine. Like, it's like, <laughs> like for the special, the one thing I got detailed on, like I wanted, I made a, um, like a cool orange tracksuit. I was like, hell yeah. You know? And I like lost a little weight and I'm like, work out more. And I'm like, I look good. I'm like, I want to be in the tracksuit, but everybody was like, no, everyone, you got to wear the stupid outfit. I was like, come on. Man. <laughs> I was like, come on. Let me wear the tracksuit. I did get to wear the tracksuit uh, uh, in that special though. Okay. okay. Because I, I got, I got shot. I got shot with the, with an Uzi and I had to get blown. I had to get blown away. And like in the tracksuit, Covered up uh, things a little better than the the, the spandex. Right. <laughs> now, this is a, a deep cut question for for Craft Punk. When you're filming, are you using that digitally created voice for the guests and and, and filming, or is it your voice? Uh, initially, we're like initially the first we did it in season three, and that was in the studio. And I don't think I just spoke, and then in post that's when the voice was kind of became the standard voice, yeah. the, the voice to text and season four, we shot some stuff and I, uh, Eric, they attached a microphone to my head and Eric did some of my voices. Okay. And I did some myself. <laughs> and then after that, I got a, I got like a, I was obsessed with getting like a Kylo Ren vocoder kind of thing. Like yeah. on the corner. So then yeah. for the special, so the special we had a Kylo Ren vocoder, which I loved. But and then we just tramp. But then at the end of the day, after we watched it, I watched I watched it back and forth. I was kind of torn because it was it was a little. It sounded different, but it was like we ended up just re-recording 
the, the, the vocal track in the, the traditional way. Okay. And that was sad, but, but it was like the vocoders hot, like people like when you're talking like that and the robot voice and it's echoing people in like, it's powerful. It feels cool. Like, <laughs> and like, I'll go back, I'll, I'll go back for that alone. Yeah. <laughs> That's so great. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm also right dude here this season a lot, which is a, a ranch guy's buddy. That's a, did you ever see the, did you ever see the movie hall pass? I'm not familiar with that. No. It's Owen Wilson and the rich Richard Jenkins is the actor. Uh, but who I'm thinking of, but it's about these guys that are in their forties and their wives give them a hall pass and they're allowed to just go out and party and do whatever they want. Yeah. And Richard Jenkins, who's like, I guess he's, he's in uh, a bunch of stuff. I'm trying to, Oh, he was, he's notably from uh, uh, six feet under. He's the dead father, but he, he's like this kind of square, like skinny white guy. But he has like in that movie he has like a Kangle hat and like gold chains and he's always like drinking like margaritas and, and meeting girls and he's like fifty two. <laughs> it's very it's very inappropriate, you know what I mean, for his age. And my wife won't always yeah. mention that as like the hall pass. So my character right dude here is very much inspired by like that that uh, you know, forty year old guy who won't grow up right. and is still like partying, <laughs> rock rocking rock. Rocking college party style, and I'm like, and I look. It makes me look kind of younger. I'm like, I don't look, I don't look my age when I'm doing this because I'm just committed to like, I don't know what it is, but you, I remember go, I remember college, and I, or whether, whenever I go to so visit someone in every college, all my friends went to different schools. There was always some guy in the quad with like a jester hat and was like smelled like weed and like 10 like different colored clothes, hacky sacking. Right. And I was like, there's that guy. There's that guy. And it was like very nineties. I'm like, there's, they ha- you have one too. You have two of them. And it's like, it wasn't like everyone was this guy, but there was always that guy. And I'm like, I'm like obsessed with that concept of that guy. And uh, anyway, I digress. I digress. Weird Al. Weird Al. Let's get back. Let's get back. Let's get back to St. Weird Al. You know, I go to this place. Here's a weird thing. I go, um, my wife and I and our kids, sometimes we go to uh, uh, the Madonna Inn, which is up the coast in St. Louis Abysmo. Yes. And I. Oh, you stay there or just visit? I, we, we stay there and just go to the pool. It's sort of like with the kids. It's like, a, it's like a tacky, fun place. We go hiking, go to the ocean. Morro Bay is right there. Yeah. And so yeah. it's like, it's also just like getting out of LA, you know, kind of thing. Uh, I was jogging. Uh, last time I was there and I jogged by Cal Poly and I'm like, oh, Weird Al went to school there. I just like, I always think about how Weird Al went to college there mm-hmm. and he became an architect. An architect of music. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. That was, that was poorly, that was poorly timed. That was totally, <laughs> but, but he went to Cal Poly Tech and I'm like, I love that. I love that as a Weird Al. He's an architect. If he wanted to, he can design a house. He can make your house too. <laughs> Have you heard Al's song "Take Me Down"? No. How's it go? Is it original? It is. The, but the reason I ask is because he talks about the Madonna Inn in that song. So I actually went and visited the Madonna Inn a few years ago just because it's mentioned in that Weird Al song. So I think it's funny that you <laughs> are also checking out the Madonna Inn, and he, specifically in the song he mentions. Uh, the toilet at Madonna Inn, and that's of course the the waterfall urinal in the basement. Ah, <laughs> uh, right, yeah. I've uh, you've peed in that? I did. <laughs> I've peed in it too. I've peed in it like a bunch of times. 
it's, it's, it's a weird al uh experience that you're having there <laughs> wow uh, one time i uh i went to a party and you know you ever hear like bill murray shows up to things periodically yeah bill murray was at a party this is in new york and uh bill murray uh showed up to his party but i but i was like i thought i, I was unimpressed i wasn't unimpressed with bill murray i just was like Hey, you think Bill Murray shows up to a party? That's supposed to be. Yeah, he's gonna be great. But then I've already heard enough stories, and it, it was fine. He was there, and, and my friend, on the other hand, was like, "Dude, I pissed next to him." I was like, "Oh, well, that's a different story. You got to you you got to pee next to Bill Murray. I just observed him, and, uh, and, I, and I observed other people observing him, and everyone's like, "Was he supposed to be at this party?" And I'm like, no, he's just he's just here." And that's the whole story. There's not much to the story. I was like, the, the story is no meat. And my friend was like, I peed next to him, though. And I was like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Your friend's lame claim to fame. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's my claim to fame. Yeah. It's not even mine. Right. Your friend. <laughs> peed next it's to my friend. Like... So yeah, I was like, like one removed from it. That's right. <laughs> I, I, I can't get over it. I, I'm kind of obsessed with the idea that, that there are hours of footage of these celebrities on the Eric Andre show. We would probably have to hire and spend a lot of money on a, a good editor. Yeah. And like, our editors are the best. Like, I'm really lucky uh, to have our, our first editor is a, a Doug Pound. Right. A, a DJ Doug Pound, who, who like, really mm-hmm. set a, a great tone. And, like, ha, ha, like and I kind of think, I think in Doug. Once after I saw the first season, I was like, okay, I, this guy's this guy's kind of set the tone, and he's incredible, yes. really funny guy too. Yeah. And uh, uh, so, amongst other editors, but we we have great editors. But it's like, I bet you you let it marinate for like five more years and go back and look at it. There could be like a, there's there's tons of like little nuggets of gold, but it's like the editing process is like time consuming. And it's like, once you're in it, you're like, why do I do this for a living? I'm just kidding. Not, not, not 100%. But like editing is just like a little, like the fun part is like the writer's room. That's like the best part. And then like scripting it and like researching it. There's a lot of fun parts. And editing's fun. It's just like the slow, it's like slower moving because it's just, you got to contextualize it good and everything. I understand like some of these celebrities are walking in completely blind, but someone like Jack Black or Jimmy Kimmel, they must be aware of the show or, or, or something, right? Sure. Yeah. Especially there was like those two Seth Rogen yeah. as well. I think once after season two, there seemed to, there, there seemed to be an awareness around the, around the show and like people wanted people started to want to do it you know like it, it wasn't season two we started getting some people i remember like like scary spice was on and henry rollins henry rollins was a big one for me yeah and then that was that was that was those were like huge those were like huge gets for season two because season one we we didn't i don't think we had any we had ryan felipe which was like huge yeah. we had dolph lundgren which is awesome like right. dolph lundgren's yeah. awesome because dolph lundgren is like a, a Nordic God. Yeah. Like I was like, uh, I like, I like got in shape. I started, I, I swear to God, I, I met Dolph Lundgren and I like got in shape afterwards. So I was like, okay, I'm going to start like doing push-ups. And like, I, I mean it, I've been doing it ever since 2013. I, I started, I was like a new dad and just tired all the time. And I shook Dolph Lundgren's just massive hand and just like 
saw him like <laughs> just like he's like I'm sick. What do you want? And he's like mellow and he's like in a good mood. I'm like I think I want to be like Dolph Lundgren. And uh, the rest <laughs> is history. But oh yeah, to answer to answer your question, certain people know. I mean, like we like Jack Black for example knows the score and he's like don't tell me anything and he's just like and that that's actually the best attitude yeah that's, because like yeah. like cause he knows that like eric will will go there as 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 far as you can <laughs> i wrote one of my favorite questions of all time i wrote during was jack black was uh the led zeppelin question it's like do you think uh led zeppelin should rename themselves the four losers <laughs> and i i think <laughs> I, I i like that question because i don't think led zeppelin are losers at all but I, I, it was like in that era of like haters. It was like five years ago. Remember, like you're a hater. You just hate like successful things. <laughs> and I'm like, and I was like, I know Jack Black really likes Led Zeppelin, and Led Zeppelin, inarguably, is a very successful rock band. <laughs> you know, at, at at the very least. Right. <laughs> so I was like, how do you, how do you how do you how do you like just be like foolishly hating on something <laughs> pathetically? And I was like. <laughs> In, a la- in the laziest way possible, and like, no disrespect to Led Zeppelin, they're they're cool, but but I knew it would get Jack Black, and he was like, "Come on, man!" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, Jack Black, you wear your Led Zeppelin on your sleeve." And uh, Jimmy Kimmel actually, his his son uh, Kevin Kimmel, who's like a great dude, uh, he's like six foot eleven. He was a PA on our show. Oh wow! Okay, uh, season three. Oh, wow. And uh, he was like a really cool dude. I didn't even know. I didn't know it was Jimmy Kimmel's son. I was just like liking that dude. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> like like halfway through the season, wow. and he was like, my dad would love to do the show. It's like tell him to come on the show. We could totally love to have him on. Yeah. Shout out to Kevin Kimmel. He's a good dude. I mean, there's so many people I want to ask you about, but I have to ask you about another one of my favorite people, Penn Gillette. What was it like working with Penn? Oh, Penchalette, he's the best man, isn't he? He yeah. um yeah. he's a guy that like I I met him once, but he's just in the green room shooting the shit and he's a compelling person. So like when he's he I just walk over and just like listen to him. I feel that I, I, I briefly worked on this uh show, this magic show that never never surfaced uh about four years ago. I remember it was just in the writer's room and it never, it would never aired or never saw the light of day. But I remember being like, let's look at all these magic shows. If you can't be as good, if we can't, if we're not at least trying to be as good as bullshit, we're done. Like, I'm like, that's, that's like where magic, that's like the peak of any magic show. And their, their attitude towards magic of trying to evolve and trying to move it forward is right. like powerful. Like, and like, and, and, and it's, and, and it's not that, but like, Magic is magic, and, and, and sleight of hand is what it is in in some ways. But it is the cool, like his dude and his approach and his feel is awesome. I, I was actually in another podcast, and someone asked me to like rank magicians, <laughs> and I and I heard and I heard I basically just emulated what Penn said in that green room, and that was like just me just like taking in <laughs> him talking about all sorts of things. And, <laughs> <laughs> he's great like he, he's, he's one of my favorite and he also tricked me um eric gave me uh cruel jokes uh uh for dear friends the book sure and eric eric goes check this book out right and i pick it up i flip through it and it just looks like psycho babble and just like all the i'm like flipping through it i'm like what the hell is this crap is this a joke and then i realized it was that the way they printed it was like a trick book 
So, like, if you just flip through it, it looked like a bunch of crazy babble and it's like reprinted scripts that they wrote. But really, you have to fold back the page. And I was like, and I fell for it for like two months and I wouldn't read it. I'm like, I'm not reading that crap. Like, what, what, why, why, would, why would they put out a book that's so crappy? And then I was like, why did they? And then I finally like looked at it closer and I like opened it the other way. I'm like, oh, this is like an actual book. Oh, I'm stupid. <laughs> I took a, it took me like two months. Like, I'm crap at magic. Like, I have, I have two sons. I can do like basic sleight of hand for like, like I can trick three-year-old once you're four. It's, <laughs> right. it, it's like, <laughs> if you're four, you're not falling for anything I'm doing. It's not that good. Oh, and I remember the bit you did. It's uh, uh, magic, magic, magic atheism. That's uh, right. that was a, that was a classic. Uh, that was Eric. That was definitely I was like, I think I did word. For, I did the first part and then Eric, was like, we'll get Pendulette on. They'll say magic, magic, magic atheism. I was like, stop it, Eric. That's so. <laughs> I wish. I like wish. I like like right now. Like I wish I came up with that one. Uh. <laughs> but I didn't. The star of the show came up with that one. Well, it's exciting that there's still you know so many more episodes to come. We got what six more episodes this season that we can check out. Six more episodes, all sorts of people. We got Stormy Daniels coming up. Wow. The final episode. Wow. She's wow. an American icon. Yeah. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> Thomas Jefferson, Betsy Ross, Stormy Daniels. Part of the American lexicon. Oh, I love it. Who else do we have on? We have a lot of we have a lot of really interesting people this year. We have uh I love New York. She's classic. There's, I, I really like the interviews this year. I think I think we've, we've we were off for like three years. I think uh, we shot a movie that's coming out next year and uh, did work on some other things. And I, I I missed it so much. It was like really fun to go back and do it. And I, I got to ask you about you've got this new podcast that just dropped, DC and the Sunshine Podcast. What can you tell us about that? All right, it's, it's it's a little bit it's like your podcast, but a little more broad. Uh, and I'm not gonna we're not gonna what it is is Golden Sunshine is my friend. She is the hair and makeup uh, and special effects makeup for Eric Andre's show from season two forward. Cool. And what happened was she uh, when when people started wearing masks and like when they lightened up some restrictions, I got a haircut and and I I went to her house got a haircut and she had a podcast equipment i'm like yeah we should do a podcast and she's like okay so i had a bunch of ideas that were like that were like more like work intensive and then what i realized is and it's like she works too she's like she, she's working on a show right now so it's like she doesn't have a ton of time and i like so what we decided to do is to do a music a music podcast where we do top 10 lists of a different genre and then later we'll get to bands but like we became friends specifically because season two Henry Rollins came on and that like we both geeked out on that. And then we're like, Oh, it's like, she's, she's a punker. I'm a punker. And then season three, when Eric had uh cat Williams hair, what happened was uh, she, we were, we basically did all our rehearsals in hair and makeup. So she's just working the cat Williams hair. And I think she just became part of the, the DNA yeah. of us. Hang, me, and, me and Eric hanging out. And, and so like, <laughs> it's like so we have a natural chemistry and we're kind of figuring out podcasting as we go but we are punk rock we're doing hardcore we're doing uh we did disco we're doing uh ladies of the 80s and then i know we're doing some specialty episodes we're going to do a ween episode we're going to do a 311 episode i'm a ween fan 
she's three. I don't really know anything much about 311 other than down the song that we use uh, for everything on the Eric Andre show. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, we're just going to have some fun. We're just like, we're trying to like map out different kinds of music and then forcing ourselves to pick uh, five songs each. And oh, then cool. we give each other the five songs and then like, and then we put up the list on Spotify. So to me, it's like a fun, I kind of wanted to do something where we can just uh, like hang out and chat. We have our own language with each other. Like, in other words, we, we like punk rock. We like hardcore. We like music. We like uh, movies. We like specifically like we both like Star Wars. We both, um, you know, what else do we like? We both read books. Mm-hmm. So we just want to have an organic way of just trying to like do these songs and tell stories. And we're both, we're very different too. We're very different people, but, uh, I'm, we're going to drop another one. We're going to drop hardcore. You guys, you guys listen to hardcore classic New York hardcore. <laughs> no, you don't even we know listen what it to is. weird Al. <laughs> you guys listen to weird Al. So you don't have to, you don't have to, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll do a weird Al. I'll do, maybe I'll have to ask Golden. If she, I'm sure she's yeah. weird out. That'd be awesome. I feel like we talk a lot inordinately about Kevin Smith movies. Okay. Because I've seen the, I saw, I watched the first like seven or eight and I was a huge like Clerks fan. Yeah. Like Clerks, I still am a huge fan. I think Clerks is one of the funniest movies of the nineties and it was just so perfect for its time. And that still is really funny. And, and there's bits and pieces of his other movies that are super funny. I like, I like the guy personally. So I'm thinking if she likes Kevin Smith, maybe it's not hard of it's not too far to like Weird Al, right? They're different. <laughs> or just introduce her to Weird <laughs> but Al. The, I mean that that would be interesting to hear too. Yeah. You can't introduce anyone to Weird Al. You know Weird Al or or, or and you have an opinion. And everybody and but here's the thing. Everybody likes Weird Al. I've never not since like when I was a kid. There was Weird Al haters in the eighties. You know what I mean? Because it's just like, what's he doing? Making fun of Michael Jackson? And you're like, really like Michael Jackson. But Michael Jackson apparently was all right with it. Uh, Kirk yeah. Cobain was all right with it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. nobody nobody hates Weird Al. It's, it, like, I, don't, I don't think, I can't remember the last time I heard someone talk crap, say some nasty stuff. Because you know why? He's funny. Yeah. He's really funny. And then all you have to do is like say one lyric and someone goes, well, that, that was funny. I'm like, right. Because, you know, addicted to spuds, wherever you want to go. Like, and, and like the Nirvana, the Nirvana song is so funny because of uh, all these marbles in my mouth. Right. You know, like, like I was like, Marvel nows with all these marbles in my mouth. Like, exactly. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's so funny. And that shirt is so I had that shirt. I really? had that Kurt Cobain shirt. Oh, I want to get oh, that no, shirt. No, it, it was a shirt from the Gap. It was a common. It was like a common Gap Whoa. shirt. I had it like a few years before, and it like had holes in it, and I got rid of it. And then that song came out, and it was like so. That shirt was already like out of rotation, right. so he just got it from like you know, it's or either it was a really old shirt. I think it was Gap. I don't know what it is, but I had that shirt, and wow. I was like, I, I, I don't, I don't think you can wear it now. It's iconic as like the Charlie Brown shirt. And you, you, right. people, you know, you're, you're trying to make a statement with it. You're right. I'd have to imagine that, like, the original shirt, probably those will sell on eBay for a lot of money just because of how iconic the design is now. Oh, totally. Totally. Absolutely. I, th- I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't want to give Gap props. It could have been, like, just some JCPenney. Okay. I don't know. Like, <laughs> my shirt. My shirts came from the mall, you know. Right. So it was like, my, right. I, like I didn't, I, I wasn't like a fashionista 
an eighth grade. I tried to be. I tried it, but I was like, look, we got a rotation of three stores here, okay? <laughs> That's what the budget allows. This was so much fun, Dan. Thank you so much for joining us. Chat about Weird Al, Eric Andre Show, your new podcast, DC and the Sunshine Podcast. And that's S-H-Y-N-E for anyone who is frustratedly trying to type shine like S-H-I-N-E. Yeah, that's her name, Golden Sunshine. And uh, we're, we're friends. We're going we're gonna to have a lot of fun. So please check out. We're only on Spotify right now I'm, uh, because I'm figuring, I'm figuring it out audio. You're lucky you got me now. Because like if this were like two weeks ago, I'd be like, "What audio, man? Come on, let's just let's just this would, be, this would be crap audio if this were two weeks ago." But I'm I'm like learning, I'm schooling myself, so I'm glad I'm glad this is this is the most fun I've I don't do a ton of podcasts. This is this is uh, the most fun I've had outside of my own, and I really appreciate your guys' podcast, man. That's really thanks for having me on. I feel very proud to be on the number one. Weird Al podcast. Thank you so much to Dan Curry. It was so awesome getting to hear about Al's cameo and all of his favorite moments on the Eric Andre show. I totally love the Eric Andre show. They do such a great job over there. It never ceases to make me crack up laughing. Yeah, in preparation for the interview, I was watching a lot of the clips of different guests on the Eric Andre show, and they are very hilarious. I mean, I was <laughs> laughing at every one of them. I cannot wait to go back and binge watch the Eric Andre show. Yeah, luckily the episodes are like 10 minutes long, so five seasons shouldn't take you too, too long. <laughs> now, Dan kept mentioning Addicted to Spuds, and that's probably more than we've ever mentioned Addicted to Spuds on our podcast. So this, this is, I think, is a great time for me to share a little story I have about that song. Sure, I'd love to hear it. <laughs> so when I was a kid, I remember a couple of my friends were also Weird Al fans, John and Jeremy, and we had this long-running debate about... This sounds ridiculous. <laughs> we had this long-running debate on what Addicted to Spuds was about. Now, if you listen to it, it's quite obviously about potatoes, right? <laughs> yes, the song is clearly about somebody's addiction to a potato, right. a potato-based product. Right. Well, that was not so clear for us back in third or fourth grade or whatever. <laughs> so <laughs> my friends John and Jeremy told me that their moms told them that Spuds was a code name for drugs. So really, the whole song was about illegal drugs. And I told them, <laughs> hey, that would be funny. You could make a whole song called Addicted to Drugs. But no, it's about potatoes. And they didn't believe me. And they laughed at me about it. And I'm here to tell John and Jeremy, you guys were wrong. It is about potatoes. <laughs> Now, wait, did John and Jeremy actually listen to the song and listen to the lyrics? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you can confuse potatoes with drugs, unless they were actually on spuds while they were listening to the song, which, as we know, is a common name for drugs. We're very excited to welcome a new sponsor to our podcast, Discover Darwin, promoting tourism in Darwin, Minnesota. Not only is historic Darwin, Minnesota beautiful, it is also uh, convenient. Yes, Darwin, Minnesota is home to Darwin Outpost. It's Yelp's number one convenience store in all of Darwin. Despite not being a convenience store, Darwin Outpost is a fishing store located within Smitty's Convenience Store. But don't take our word for it. This is what Darwin local Amber Fostervoid had to say. It's kind of shoddy, but its location is very convenient to me. They are a bit spendy, and I think some of their stock is outdated. 
The one time I bought worms, they were no good. Three out of five stars. So visit Darwin, Minnesota on your next expedition. Discover Darwin. More than just the twine ball. Each week we can bring you this podcast absolutely free thanks to sponsors like Brito Brito, Angel Valenzuela, and his son David Cash, Discover Darwin, Jackson Scoggins, and all of our amazing Patreon supporters like Javier and Joe and so many more. Revenue from our incredible supporters on Patreon.com slash 2000inch is how we can afford to continue doing what we love, which is making fantastically fun, funny, and family-friendly Weird Al podcasts for you each and every week. We absolutely appreciate your consideration in joining our pretty stinking majestic Patreon family for as little as $1 per month. Another way to support the podcast is to pick up and wear merchandise from the official Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al podcast merchandise shop. Head on over to shop.2000inch.com for t-shirts, tote bags, mugs, face masks, and more. World champion air guitarist Hot Licks Houlihan, also known as Craig Billmeyer from episode 46 Inch, sent us a photo this week wearing his green 2000 Inch logo shirt for his birthday. Great choice, Craig. We're so glad to see this photo and happy that you weren't wearing your birthday suit instead. From all of us at David Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al Podcast, a very happy birthday to you. Find us online at weirdalpodcast.com or 2000inch.com and please join our Facebook group by heading to group.2000inch.com for episode discussions and other exclusive content. Don't forget to tag fun, weird al, or podcast-related posts on social media using hashtag 2000inch and hashtag Gill and Chill and follow at 2000inch on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Make sure you share our posts, tell your friends about the podcast, and we love it when you leave us voicemail on our 27-hour-a-day podcast hotline, 347 Spatula. You might even hear your message on the air. The 347 Spatula Hotline, the official hotline of Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast, is sponsored by Angel Valenzuela and David Cash, two amazing Weird Al fans and podcast supporters. You already know where to find us, but do yourselves a favor and head on over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, and or the podcast app of your choice and hit the subscribe button. That way you don't miss our brand new episodes dropping every Wednesday. Thanks again to this week's guest, Dan Curry. Thanks to Matthew Dinsdale and UH Jeff Nucera. And thanks to all of our listeners, subscribers, Patreon supporters and sponsors, and everyone who made this episode and podcast possible. Check us out next week when we talk to our first non-human featured guests, Hot Rod and RC from the band Cybertronic Spree. That was Dave and Ethan's 2008 Weird Al Podcast, episode 79-inch, rated 5 out of 5 stars. Thanks for having me on. I feel very proud to be on the number one Weird Al Podcast. (laughs) That's one hand clapping.